Hey, thanks so much for being here. This is My City Church, and this is our podcast. We hope you are inspired to love God, love people, and lead in life. Enjoy the message. It's going to be a great day this morning. How many of you guys ready for the Word of God today? How many of y'all enjoyed last week? That was one of the funnest messages I think I have ever preached. How many remember what it was called? I've got a big butt and I, and I cannot lie. One of my favorite messages that I preached, I couldn't even get it out. I was laughing too hard at some points. And, uh, but I'm excited also to share the word. The idea with that was that as we dive into the current this year, that it is inevitable that our butt, quote unquote, will be exposed. So if you didn't check, if you didn't have an opportunity to listen to that one, be sure to check out the podcast. I believe that it will be uh, impactful to your life. And as we continue into this theme of into the current, I think that, yeah, as we dive in, our butt will be exposed. But I think there's also some things in our life that can either enable us or inhibit us from being into the current. And one of the things I think that are primarily designed to either help us get into the current or keep us from getting into the current, which is really just outrageous, outrageous obedience to the things of God, is this areas of relationships. We're going to be talking about relationships today. How many are you ready to talk about relationships? Come on, come on. And it would not be appropriate for me to be the only one up here talking about relationships, but it is my better half. I want to actually invite her up to the stage right now as she continues to help us in relationships. And uh, if there's a stool back there too, grab that. Thanks. Thanks. Um, But wow, this this is so much fun with you up here right now. We haven't done anything yet. (laughs) (laughs) So... No, but I, I, I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to this, being able to share with you guys. Um, I know before we dive into the area of relationships, we're going to talk all things to an extent, uh, marriages, friendships, uh, parenting as well. Uh, but before we do, like, there's plenty of people that are way more experienced than us in this area, that have a lot more wisdom and enough to give fathers, mothers, friends that are able to share beyond uh, what we're able to even share with you today. And uh, what I want to encourage you in is one, don't hold that information to yourself. Like be sure to share that with a brother or sister in this house, outside of this house, uh, to be able to encourage them and strengthen them in the Lord. But really what we're going to be talking about isn't necessarily our own opinions, although those will be inserted within this in the, in the journey that God's taken us on. But uh, primarily we want to be able to speak on biblical truths. Because how many of y'all know that it doesn't matter how old you are, that word will speak forever. Regardless if you're a kid or an adult, those truths remain the same. Can I get an amen in here? Amen. And as we dive into uh, the area of relationships, we've been talking about Ezekiel 47. Would you want to share anything yeah, on that? Yeah. So I just, so when we were thinking about this um, and, prepar- and preparing this, like just to add on a little bit, on what he had just talked about in in this area. Like, this is where the church should thrive, to be honest. Like, this is where the house of God should thrive. Like, our marriages, our family relationships, our friendships, like, because we have the truth, because we have the tools necessary, this is where the church is a blessing to the world. This is where the church is, is strong in. And the reality is, is that that's not the case. It's an unfortunate reality, 
And so what, what, again, what we're trying to do, we're going to do our best to hold um, our undue opinions to ourselves. but really what we're going to do is we're going to dive into scripture and really hit on some different aspects. Um, and so we're going to touch on marriage. We're going to touch on so many different things. But my prayer and my hope is that if you're a single person or if you're like, oh, I'm, that's not me. I'm going to just close my ears. Don't do that. Because whether it's a, in a preparation season for you, whether it might be um, a, a nugget that God is imparting in, in you for some new season or future season, let's be a church that is hungry for wisdom, Amen. for this truth of God. And so, um, and that's our prayer to you today, like just praying over this message. Like our prayer is that, um, that the Lord really speaks to you through whatever we might discuss and, uh, and have particular topics developed. So, um, so yeah, so Ezekiel, uh, Vision Sunday, uh, Eli talked about Ezekiel and he's going into the river. And so this is where this whole concept of into the current, essentially what it is, is we are called to follow the Lord. Amen. Ezekiel is being led by the Spirit of God, the angel of God, into a current. And it starts at the feet, it goes higher, it goes higher, and to, until to a point where he is out now swimming. He can't touch the ground. Um, and, and that's symbolic, really, of obedience, of following the, following the Lord. That's symbolic of our, as Christians, as as we're, we're regardless if we're married or not or in a relationship, we are to follow the Lord in obedience into the current of what he has for us, the life we, we are to live in him. And so, um, and so that was the basis scripture. And really, guys, our relationships are so impactful to our lives. I just want to preface, like, as much as this world is pulling towards this isolation and as much as you know, we want to have the remote job to not have to go into work and deal with our coworkers. Like, as much as, like, that's so, like, appealing to us, God has created us for relationship. He has not just created us for relationship for him. Churches, get, we get that real great. Church, like, we're really solid on that point. Like, we're created for relationship with the Lord. Yeah. God also created us in relation, for relationship for one another. Amen. And that's yes. where I'm, yeah. that's where it's like, what are we missing? Like, what, how, how is this much more difficult? And, um, and so go back to the beginning of Genesis. God said it is not for man to be alone. It's not good for him to be alone. And so marriage is at the beginning of Scripture, but that's not just for marriage. God has, re has created us for other relationships. Um, I, I want to warn you, if you think that all you need is a spouse, it's going to be really hard, and your spouse is going to, like, feel the weight of that. Yes. We are created for, and, and this is different to everybody's capacity. Don't get me wrong. I'm not the one that has, like, 15 best friends. There's, per, there's preferences. There's, there's capacity limitations. Um, but other people are so vital to our ability to continue to obey God. For Other people are so important to either encourage us in the things of the Lord, or unfortunately, oftentimes, they inhibit us, they distract us, or they blatantly pull us away from it. And so we'll dive into a little bit more of that, but I just want to preface, like, we as a church have to be not just understanding, but be championing the idea 
that we need one another. The church needs mothers and fathers. The church, like we as human beings, we need one another. And so let's just throw that. Let's throw the world's culture to the wind. Mm -hmm. Let's throw that idea. And let's, let's be confrontational about it in a way where it's like, no, no, no. I, I know God has created us for this. And so I'm going to stand on that truth. I'm not going to, I'm not going to waver with the world. I'm not going to play the pretend game that my life is so great in isolation. We all know it's not. Yeah. So let's, so, so let's just be okay with that. Um, and so. Yeah, we're in a world where we're more connected than ever via social media device, but we feel more alone than ever as well. And so even for the church, like you can come to this church and you can still feel alone if you don't ever get into the current so, like, you can come on a Sunday, and this is what I encourage our church to do. Don't come, don't come late to service and leave early. Come early to service and leave late. Like, come a little bit early, get to know a few people. Stay a little bit late to get talk to a few people. And all the introverts right now are just kind of sitting like, oh, what did you just tell me to do? Like, I feel you, man. We're, we're in the same group. Like, but can I tell you that in order for us to be healthy, sometimes we have to do things that we don't always want to do. And that's why it's important for you sometimes to... To, to get over yourself and be like, all right, now this is what I love about groups is that if you just show up to someone's house or whether they're meeting at a restaurant, you can show up and you can get to meet them in a, in a much smaller setting and you don't feel overwhelmed by all the different people and all the different faces. Uh, but the fact of the matter remains is that we were not built to do life alone. Creation began with a relationship. And if you read Revelation, it actually ends with the dinner of the church with Christ and uh, that's really what we're, we're doing right now is we're preparing the, the, the bride of Christ, which is what is known as the church, for that dinner one day. And so as we talk about how these relationships can help us into the current, I want to give you something that I think would help us remember this idea of how relationships can either inhibit us or enable us to be able to get into the current with God. But look at it this way is that every relationship is taking you somewhere. Think of it this way. They are called relation ships. So, so, so you have a choice whether to get on that ship or not. Amos 3.3 says that how can two people walk together unless they agree? Can I tell you that no one can force you to do anything or everything, and you eventually have to choose who you are going to walk with who you're going to do life with. So relationships are like a ship in a way, and you can choose if you're going to get on that boat or not. Regarding where you are feel like you're called to go in life, where you feel like you're going in life, ultimately we're all called, we are all called to grow in the things of God. So I'm not talking about necessarily your business relationships, although those are important. I'm not talking about your educational relationships and people that'll further your thinking and help you grow in areas of knowledge and and stature and strength and your workout buddies and your workout gals. and, And I'm not talking about necessarily that, although those are important and you need to always have a gauge and understand who are you allowing in your life to influence your life. I'm talking also on the regards to influence you towards the things of Christ that help you be obedient to the things of Christ. Who knows you that when you are being disobedient, they can encourage you to be obedient to the things of the Lord? That when you're walking around maybe with a heavy heart and they're able to be like, hey, bro, like what's going on? That I let someone in my world close enough that they're able to see it, whether it be a countenance on my face, and they love me enough to actually do something about it. 
I can't remember one time I was in, a, I was high school, we did a senior trip to a Cedar Point, Ohio. We went and we rode a bunch of roller coasters. Man, it was a fantastic trip. It was just, we drove out there, uh, slept the night, went to the park and drove home. I do not advise driving home after a long day of rocking around everywhere. Anyways, this one time, when we got there that night, we went to Taco Bell. Because when you're 18, where else do you eat? <laughs> so we went to Taco Bell, and I walked out, and there's this girl kind of sitting on the curb. And, and all of us guys, we got in the van, and I was wearing it all over my face. The Holy Spirit had mentioned to me to, to go and talk to her. And I got in the car. I turned on the car, and my bro, his name was Ryan Bunny, he turned to me, and he said, hey, what's wrong? Like, he was close enough to me to know when I was being disobedient to the Holy Spirit right? And I actually let him in my world. I didn't, I didn't just put on a fake face, but I actually, I, you could see it, maybe because I'm a little bit of an emotional dude. Uh, and he said, I said, uh, I feel like the Holy Spirit told me I need to go talk to her. And he goes, well, go and do it. And he went to go turn off the car. I'm like, I can turn off the van by myself. But that's the kind of friendships that you need to have. And it was a great God encounter. I was able to pour into her life, and she was going through a lot of stuff. And the Holy Spirit needed me to be obedient at that moment to be able to impact her life. Right? But the important thing that I want to get across here today is that I had a friend that helped me to carry outrageous obedience into the things of God. Can I ask you, do you have those friendships? Do you have those relationships in your life? And what I found is that through these relationships, we can approach them two different ways. We can approach them, which I think is the godly way, on what we can give, or we can approach them the worldly way on what we can get. And so we go around and we think of how can this person help me? How can this person get me to where I want to be? How can this person help me achieve what I feel like I'm called to achieve? And I believe that if we're going to have healthy relationships, we have to look at it from a, a vantage point of selflessness instead of selfishness. That we're not looking at people on seeing how can I use them to get me where I want to go, how can they help benefit me? How can they get me to what I want to do in life? Because ultimately, this is how God actually calls us to approach every relationship. Every relationship as if we were Jesus. And that's found in Philippians. It is. And I just want to preface, like, when we say relationships, we're not just talking about romantic relationships. Mm -hmm. Like, the basis of relationship is simply just connection. And connection comes from just shared experiences. And so there's many of us that we actually have a relationship because we go to work every day and there's someone next to us in the cubicle. Now, that is a work relationship. We have friendships. We have parents, siblings. We do, some of us have romantic relationships. But ultimately, again, what he was saying, we have to, we have to understand when we're asking ourselves, okay, I want to do, I want to get into the current. I want to obey the Lord. And relationships obviously impact our life. Like, what, what, is, what is that block? Like, what is that barrier? And, the, and the, really the thing is simply, we're selfish. Like, can we just be honest with ourselves? Like, we do look at relationships as what do I get in this relationship? Well, they're mean, so I'm not. Like, there is this selfishness, and, but we're not called to be like that. And that's what he's talking about, that we are to be like Christ in all things, including our relationships. So it's not just in our marid, marital relationships. It's not just in our dating or some romantic relationship. It's actually in our friendships. It's in our work relationships. It's between boss and employee. It, it is in all aspects of relationships. And so Philippians 2, 5, 
it tells us how Christ was, and, it, and Paul is speaking to the Philippians church to specifically the issue of relationships, and it reads like this. It says, in your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ. Okay, what's Christ's mindset? Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay, okay, what's the mindset? And, but thankfully, Paul goes into it. It's, he says, who, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. We have God of the universe coming down and engaging in relationship with humanity and being like God, being God. He still did not use that position to take advantage for himself. That is a clear picture of how we are to of how we are to approach any and all relationship that our relationships are not to be advantage to us. Thankfully, God's a good God and we, and because of the way he's designed us and because of the way when it's done healthily, it does, but that's not the goal. That's not putting the cart before the horse. The horse goes first. The first thing, the first thing is that we are to look at our relationships not as what do I get to this, but what do I give to this? And in the context of Christianity, we give Christ. We give who Christ was, who, who he showed himself to be. And it says, going on, it says, rather he made himself um, nothing by taking, uh, wait, did I jump? No, no, yeah. So I ended at verse six, who being in the very nature of God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, He made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death. And he goes on to what this all means. Even death on a cross, that was a big deal. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. So Jesus humbled himself. How many can admit that we probably need some more humility in our relationships, that we often approach our relationships knowing or thinking that we know what's best? I know what's best for your life. I know what's best for you. And I'm the problem. And you're the problem because you're not submitting (laughs) to what I know the best is for you. And so there's a key, like, characteristic, you could say, that God is showing us in Scripture that number one, Jesus held, but also that we should hold in our relationships. Regardless, again, whatever relationship you wanna, wanna interject in there, that we carry, we should be carrying and have the ability to carry a humility into our relationships. Um, and so then it goes on a little bit more to uh, uh, essentially what the repercussions were. So therefore, uh, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not just in my presence, but now much more in my absence. Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and act in order to fulfill his good purposes. That's like a full circle. (laughs) Like that ultimately that as we embody, as we mirror Christ in our relationships, we're ultimately doing his will. That's full circle to even just what, our theme is of being obedient mm-hmm. to God's will. It's, it's not just for like, hey, we just want to like vibe and, you know, float down the river and who knows what's going on. Like, no, 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 there, there's a clear objective. It is to build God's kingdom, to be obedient for his purposes and for his glory. And so that's a full circle of when you are doing this, the, 
as he works in you, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purposes. And so I think a lot of us, we can take this scripture and we can be like, okay, yeah, now what? Like, I understand what you're saying. Um, I'm supposed to mirror Jesus, but I, I'm me. I have difficulty, you know, in confrontation or my marriage is like really on the rocks right now or I'm really struggling with my kids. And, and I, again, I don't, it sounds like a broken record, but guys, we have the answers. It is found in his word. And there's so many scriptures from the beginning to the end. There's a ton in Proverbs on just how to have good relationships. And, and really, um, a lot of it's, um, verbalized or written in the way of, in the context or in the way of wisdom. And, and if you wanted to find wisdom, just read the book of Proverbs. We're in the middle of our, not really in the middle, we're in the second month of our uh, yearly Bible reading plan. But every month we put in there that we are to read the whole book of Proverbs every month. Proverbs has 31 chapters. You read one a day. And every day I can guarantee you that you will find some scripture, something pointing to gaining wisdom. And, and so wisdom is so important in this regard because you really, you really um, number one, humility is really hard if you don't have wisdom. Um, but really Christ, that, Christ is all of it. Scripture tells us that Christ came as the word. He was the embodied word. And so um, reading through Proverbs, you know, you can read, uh, I'll just read a few of them. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. Who is he listening to advice from? Mm. A wall or a it's tree? Relationship. Yeah, there's relationships. Um, where there's no guidance, people fall, but in abundance of counselors, there is safety. Mm. Who are these counselors? Mm. Yeah. Just guy out on the street holding a sign? Like what? Without counsel, plans fail, but with many advisors, they succeed. Who are these advisors? Mm. And so going back to the point that we, we have relationships, God has designed us for relationships. We have a part in many of our stories, in many circumstances, and many times in our life to actually have influence in our relationships mm. and to decide, should I get on the ship or should I not get on the ship? Um, and our, our uh, I want to say employ, we implore you to choose wisely, to choose counselors and advisors, people in your life that will, again, encourage you to be, remain, to be obedient and remain obedient to what God is calling you to do. Not there, not, not what they want. So there's discernment there that you need to have. But also you as a friend, not what you want for your friend. Are you the type of friend that encourages people to be obedient to the Lord. Mm -hmm. I remember one time um, I was in high school and I was talking to my dad about relationships. I don't know why. I, I think it was maybe the one time I had ever done that. And, um, and he, act, he, he said this, and I've always remembered it from this time. I remember we were driving on 360. I remember I have like the visual picture in my eyes. My dad's over there. Um, and so he said, uh, you shouldn't worry about uh, attracting the right person you need to work on you becoming yeah, the right that's person. Great. Yeah, that's great. And I great. thank the, the Lord. <laughs> thank the Lord. I rem I'm, I remember that through high school, and then it was a it was a non negotiable for like not non negotiable. It was a it was um well, how do you say 
uh, it was a purpose for me. Like it was a, it, there was like instilled a measure of like uh, purpose in my life. Like, okay, no, no, no. I, I need to stop looking for somebody to give to me. I need to create in me so that when the time does come, I have something to give. And so, um, yeah, I remember that. Well, I say that's like marriage 101. So if we're looking for a spouse to complete us or to add to us, Renee Zellweger is wrong. I don't know what that right. is. You complete oh. me. Okay. I think that's the right person. You complete me. All right. So, like, because a person doesn't complete another person. Okay. Right? So we're looking the at a relationship. Reference. Yeah, I'm movie assuming. references. There's 90 movies quote for the day. Ding. Uh, but, uh, like, when, when we're looking at spouse, a lot of times we approach relationships, especially uh, those of the opposite sex looking for a marriage partner, right. that we look at is how can this person complete me? They have what I need. But what we found is two half people do not make a whole. They actually take away from one another. And so the best advice I can give you as a husband and for a marriage, a dating, or if you're choosing to do so in the future, uh, work on yourself Work on your heart. Work on your character. Set your eyes on Jesus. Continue. Keep running after him. And uh, every so once in a while, maybe look to your right and to your left and kind of see, is, is anyone like running with me? And don't look at that. Oh, who's that way back there? And you start, stop following Jesus. No, you're looking at someone who's running after Jesus and keeping in step with you. But don't immediately be like, all right, I'm going to just going to, we're going to run together. No, run after Jesus a little bit more. And oh, wow, they're like keeping up a little bit like Okay. Well, hey. I'll say those are the shared experiences. So like just yeah. a little bit about our story. Um, that's what, quite honestly, like that's what we were doing. We were f- hyper-focused on the Lord and uh, learning about him. We were in Bible mm-hmm. college. Like we were in, 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 in ministry. Like we were students uh, serving at a youth ministry. We were deep in that. And, but we were sharing experiences along the way. So as my as my purpose was in this direction, his purpose was in this direction, because we all have one God, um, we had shared experiences that developed a connection that then at one point it was, there was a decision made. Mm -hmm. There was a decision made of, yes, I will go out with you, or yes, I will marry you. Like, yeah, there was like a decision to be made. Um, And so that was the shared experiences through our life, though, that set that up, that helped uh, develop a connection. But a lot of us, I feel like what we're doing is we're just focusing for a relationship. There's many of us that are just focusing for a relationship. And I get it. I've been there. I have been there. And I was so disappointed and I was confused and I was like, and, but there came to time. And this sounds so, I don't even know why I'm sharing this, but I guess I'm sharing it. It's so, I'm not the cheesy one. I'm That's not me. like the cliche. I don't naturally do this. That's all him. But it sounds so cheesy. But I remember we were in we were in internship and I was, like I said, frustrated relationships. Like even even as a believer, even having come to Jesus, like desiring a Christian marriage relationship, even in that, I was uh disappointed and um I was really just fed up and I remember <laughs> I was like, it was in prayer, and I was like, Lord, here is my heart. I like, full mental image, like, God, here's my heart. I give it to you. You've created me, and you know who to give it to. I, I did that. When I got up from that, I had to live it, though. Mm. I prayed that prayer, and then I went to the gym, 
and I noticed that I, my eyes were still open. And I remember hyper-focusing on, like, the, you know, when you're, like, walking and it, like, tracks your mileage. I was like, okay, 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 no. Like, I, I had to, I had to uh, break old habits, mm. and I had to create newer, yeah. new ones that were faithful to the prayer that I had mm, prayed. That's good, yeah. It was tough, but I did it. And, um, and then, again, so cliche, so cheesy. The Lord gave him my heart slash he stole it <laughs> because I was adamant at a point in my life that he was not going to get my heart, okay? I, it wasn't just like we didn't know each other. I was like, never. I was actually telling a friend of mine, you should date him. I'm, I kid you not. And then when this all happened, I had to go to her. I'm, I'm so sorry because she was in love with him. And I didn't know that. It was bad. But it was great. God restored it all. She's married and has kids. We have, like, it's totally fine. <laughs> but. She just wanted me to get it off her back. That's really what it was. Like, yes, this was my public confession. No. Um, the point, though, is we are to remain focused on the Lord. As we remain focused on him and aligned with him and being obedient to him, even to the smallest things, you will find that you will stay in his will. You'll find whatever he has for you, a spouse, a family. Like you will wake up after, it's hard in the moments, but you will wake up at some point and, and say, wow, I'm so blessed. I thought I knew what I wanted in my life. I thought I knew what I needed, but man, God, Amen. man, God is so good. And so that's just a little bit of our story. Um, well, I'll give some advice into that. Okay, so uh, she knew I, I, I wanted to date her. And so for all the advice that I want to give you today, men in here, you need to initiate. Like, know what you want. When you're running after God, God's not going to place it in your pocket. Like, God's going to say, like, all right, what do you want? Do you, do you, wanna, do you, do you like that girl? He's not going to ask her out for you. He's not. It might be a late text randomly at night where you find out that she likes you too, like our story was. Okay. But I can tell you that we're not no. going to go into that. <laughs> we're not going to go into that. That's but way too long. We do not all, have this much time. All, all the guys in here, you need to initiate. Ladies in here, if you're looking for a spouse, I ask you to not initiate. Now, this is why. Because you do not want a man that you are leading. You want a man that's leading you. I encourage you to pray. To the Lord, say, God, I, bring him around. Bring him around town. Like, God, bring him. Right? Like, but men in here, like, know what you want. Ask her out. Find out if it's going to work out or not. But we're running out of time, and we've been running into a few things. I wanted to share one scripture verse with you. Psalm chapter 1, verse 1 says, Blessed is the one who does not walk and step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers. What is this? This is progression of relationship because first you start walking with someone then you stand with them then you're eating with them right so but whose delight is in the law of the lord and who meditates on his law day and night what are we talking about when you're in these bad relationships how do you get good relationships meditating on the day of the, the law of god like what is that that's relationship with god first Right? Like you want to you help get rid of some of these bad relationships? You want to help work on your relationship? 
You got to work on yourself. You got to work on your character. We forgot the title of this message, but this message is called The Key to Relationships. The Key to Relationships. Can I tell you that the key to relationships is not some self-help book. It's not going to some seminar, although there are a few like Weekend to Remembers coming up. It is good for your marriage to be a part of something like that. Right? Like it is good for your marriage to read books like Gary Chapman's Five Love Languages. Like Emerson uh, Eidrich's uh, Love and Respect. It is good for your marriage. It is good for your parenting to read books that help you be a good dad and a good mom. I wrote down here one of my favorite parenting books is Loving Our Kids on Purpose by Danny Silk. Like these are good. You got to keep adding it. But all this knowledge is in vain if you don't know how to get your heart before the Lord. I can't tell you how many arguments Kelly and I have had. And I've gone to God in frustration. This woman that you gave me, God, and God's saying, you're cultivating her. So you're going around blaming her? How about you work on yourself? So wait, what do you mean, God? Like, I need to go and I need to apologize? Some of you all in here have been through some tough relationships. And what would heal them is if you learned how to go up to them and say, I'm sorry. That deserves way more a round of applause than that. That is something that has revolutionized my life. Taking ownership for what you've done and to walk in humility and saying those two words, I'm sorry. And maybe adding a few more, please forgive me. We want to talk about the key to relationship. Some people want to come up here and they want to ask, okay, Pastor Eli and Kelly, like, you guys, like, you've been married 11 years, and so, so, like, show us, like, what we need to do to have a healthy relationship. And you know what I'll say? How's your prayer life? Because there is no better counselor than the Holy Spirit. Because this is what you can do. You can plug and play. Oh, I was watching on the TikTok the other day, and they said, you know, like, I can buy this forever flower thing that lasts for, like, two years. Oh, she's going to love me then. Or some of our husbands in here. Man, I haven't had sex in weeks. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy her something so that I can get something from her. This is what God is saying. He's like, okay, that's a problem. That's not okay to be able to be in that boat, right? That's not okay. You got to work it out. But the first thing that you do is you love her out of a selfless heart. You pray for her out of a selfless heart. God, I pray that you would just change her and convict her. And No, God, I pray that you would bless her. Bible says pray for my enemies, but I never thought my enemy would be my spouse. It gets to that point. Some of y'all in here, you haven't been married yet, you're engaged, and you're like, it could never be like, no, sometimes it's like, it can get there, right? But I want to encourage you, the key to healthy relationships, right here, your own heart. Guys, I can't tell you how many times I've I've yelled at my kids, disciplining them out of frustration and anger. You're supposed to discipline your kids, yes, but out of love. And I've read books. Those books, I I take them and I try to apply them, but my heart's not there yet, right? And what I found is that the Holy Spirit, that counselor, speaks louder than any book ever could. And I want to encourage you, let's be the type of people, the key to relationships, the key to healthy relationships is being able to get before the throne of God in prayer, in worship, 
reading the word, letting it convict you, not using the word to try to change your spouse. It says, submit, woman, right? Like, I'm not doing that, right? And I pray that God leads her like he's leading me and helps me to lead her, right? I liked Kelly before she was, she was in some dark ages when I liked her. Like, it was my first day of public school. I went, I graduated homeschool early. I went to public school to play baseball. In my first class, I saw her walking in with a fan, like, in front of her face, blowing her hair. No, it looked, it, I don't know where no the fan. wind came from. I don't it know where the, the wind door. came from. But her, her hair was well, I blowing. opened the door. And you know how, like, <laughs> doors gust wind? Right? I didn't know I did it, but. God singled her out. But I. I, at, at that moment, I was like, wow. Wow, wow, wow. But, like, I, life goes, very nice. <laughs> like, like, I had the discipline to know, like, okay, I, if I try to initiate this now, I'm going to jump in between her and what matters most. She's got to get that right. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray as a brother in Christ, that this sister would find her way back home with God, right? We could have this story. I could have Joe and Kathy up here, and we'd be able to share just all sorts of different things with, with those prayers that we've been praying, right? Like, but, like, I can't get in between her and God. She can't get in between me and God. The number one thing you're looking for in a spouse isn't good looks, although those are important, right? You need to be attracted. I feel physically attractive to them, but do they love the Lord, do they put him first? Does everything revolve around them or is he an afterthought, right? Don't get in between that. You can't replace that. You can't be that. But you can help them find that, right? And so the key to relationships is, how's this with you? Your marriage is struggling. How's this with you, your relationship with God? And for those on the podcast, I'm pointing up and down from my heart to the sky. Like, how is that? Let's start there. And we will find through James 19 says, or uh, every, James 17 says, every good gift is where? It's from above, coming down from the Father of heaven and lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. So you want a good marriage? It comes from him. You want to be a good parent? It comes from him. You want to be a good friend? It comes from him. Would you stand to your feet? So we all live in this tension of, okay, God, I know what you have for me. I believe in what you have for me. But here I'm sitting in my humanity and my frustration. I'm sitting in my habits. I'm sitting in my reality of where I am right now. And what we want to do at this closing moment is just provide a time and space for you and the Lord to address those hurts and those pains. Because the reality is that many of us have had relationships or maybe currently have relationships that in some form or fashion cause a division between our hearts and the Lord. A lot of times it can be from our parents, our fathers, an old boyfriend, an old girlfriend, a, co a colleague, a worker, where it has introduced a seed of quote unquote truth of how relationships are that then we project back to our father. 
And I did the quote unquote seed because it's, it's not truth. It's a lie. And, um, and so as we go into worship, we really just want to provide a time for you to uh, just submit that to the Lord. God's spirit can provide healing and restoration to marriages in this moment, in difficult child-parent relationships, in um, coworkers or boss-employee friendships. And uh, our heart's desire is that this house breaks the statistics on what relationships looks like, not just in the world, but in the church. That we break and go, uh, I don't know how to describe it. We, we are, I don't wanna say better than, but in the reality, breaking statistics, we ha- the church has to be better in how we manage and how we love one another and how we have relationship as brothers and sisters in Christ, as couples, as, as families. And so, Really what we just want to provide is that time for you to ask the Lord, God, is there anything in my heart that's not of you? And if I do know, help me to surrender it to you. Amen? So we're going to do that right now. I'm going to pray for you. Worship is going to go into a song, I believe. Yes. And so um, would you just lift your hands out? Father, we thank you, Lord, for your truth and for your word. We thank you, Lord God, that your truth And your word transforms our lives, Lord God. And so we come together right now as the body of Christ. And we pray, Father, that your will would be done in each and every one of our hearts, Lord God. We pray, Father, for every marriage, for every dating or engaged relationship. We pray, Father, for our brothers and sisters in Christ. We pray for friendships. God, every relationship, Lord God, every connection that you have designed Um, that you are watching over, that you have made in our lives, Lord God, we pray, Father, that your will would be done. And Father, if there are relationships, Lord God, that we know that we need to let go, would you give us the strength and the courage to let go and to move forward into the current and for what you have for our lives, Lord God? Would you bring healing to our broken hearts for any of us, Lord God, that have received wounds or received um, hurt from those from the from our loved ones from our relationships Lord God would you heal our hearts we give those to you right now Lord God we submit those to the blood and the power of Jesus Christ and we pray father that your healing power would come over each and every one of our hearts and our minds Lord God I pray father for every single person that is desiring to uh, to be in a covenant relationship of marriage Lord God, would you fixate our eyes on you and your purposes? Would you confirm in us, Lord God, the goodness of who you are, not not culture's fake gift or fake uh, accomplishment of a marriage, but Father, would you confirm in us the goodness of who you are, Lord God, and what you have designed and purposed marriage to be, Lord God. Father, we pray for any divorced individual in this room, Lord God, that there is no condemnation in Jesus. And Father, you have a beautiful life ahead of them. Father, that you have restoration. Lord God, you have healing. Lord, and so we pray right now, Father, for your people in this room and under the sound of my voice, Lord God, redeem us, restore us, heal us, Lord God, for your purposes and for your goodness and your glory. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. 
Thank you so much for listening today. And we want to give a special thank you to those that give so generously to My City Church. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. If you would like to give today, please hit the link in the description or go to our website at mycitychurch.cc forward slash give. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, please hit the subscribe button and share it on all of your social media. We love you so much. We'll see you next week. God bless.